0: The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Browning. Hey, it's Matt Browning, and welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first visit, your first time out to hang out with me, man, thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, for downloading, for streaming, subscribing, most importantly. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe at iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts for ease. If you haven't been there already, you can go to Mattbrawningpodcast.com. And there's buttons you can subscribe to whatever device, whatever platform you love. And there you go. You can also rate and review a course on iTunes if you don't mind. Let's get into the rest of the starting point here. So welcome again. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a good week. If you've been following me on this journey, if you've been around since the beginning or at least for the last few weeks, you know that we're right in the middle of the first new book in over 10 years. It's called the Firebox Principle of Seven Drives Fuel Every Entrepreneur. And this is an exciting day because as I'm looking at my phone right now, my iPhone 7 Plus. Yes, it's been two years. I'm still in dire need for the next upgrade. I did not do the 8 or the 10. But the next one coming, whatever that's going to be, it'll probably be my boat. So I'm looking at my phone, and I just sent a uh, message to the publisher, and we have officially ordered the hardcover print books that will be coming out for our brand new release of the hardcover book uh, August 13th so that's in two weeks from now super excited for that so um, I will be sending out uh, to our list you can subscribe actually for updates on there so if you haven't already head over there uh, you can go to com, subscribe, and you'll be on the list, and we can send you the information for the book launch, and I'll send you... Uh, it's going to be a really cool day. Really, really cool day. August 13th, 530 to 730. We have general admission tickets that are totally free. You can come on out, hang out with me. Uh, you come actually to our office in Orange County. We've got a big uh, event room out there. You can hum- come hang out with me and the team, and you can pick up a copy of the book if you like, of course, and I'll sign it for you there. And then we also have a VIP ticket available for just a few bucks. It's pretty cheap, actually. It's thirty dollars for a VIP ticket. It includes a copy of the book, of course, and also there's an early entrance. There's a, a meet and greet. We'll have an open Q and A just for VIPs. Uh, you know, with me, we'll have kind of a little special VIP, you know, day, a uh, moment right there and before we open the doors to the general public. So as a VIP ticket holder, the book is going to retail at twenty two ninety five, and you can get a VIP ticket for 30 bucks. comes with a copy of the book, and you get early entrance, and there's going to be some food and drink as well for the VIPs. So um, you can't miss that. That's a sweet, sweet deal. Um, there won't be tickets available for long, so make sure you go over there, or you can go to fireboxbook.com. Sign up there, and uh, what do I have on there? Step one, step two, sign up. There's a free training on fireboxbook.com. If you sign up for that, you'll also be on the list to get information about the book release. That's not the only one. We're going to be doing one in Utah. uh, Just before that, this is the first pre-release. I'm going to be speaking on stage with uh, Kirk Cameron and a few other really cool speakers at an event in Vernal, Utah on Friday, August 10th. And then on Monday, August 13th in Orange County at our office event center, we're going to have the book release. And then on August 25th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we're going to have a special church event um, that I'm also going to be doing some teaching off of the book. And then at the end, we're going to have books available for uh, for purchase. And, of course, I'll sign books and have any Q&A you want over there, too. So if you're on the East Coast or in the Midwest, come out to Grand Rapids on August 25th. If you're in Orange County or Southern California, come out on Monday, August 13th. And finally, of course, if you're in Utah, come to the Joyful Living event. The Joyful Living Conference is going to be August 10th and 11th. Uh, I'll be speaking, as well as Kirk Cameron and some other speakers, on the 10th. All right, that is all I'm going to get into for that, but that's what's happening right now. Super excited about all that. Right now, as we record this, my wife and son, we just got into Air Scotland. God, that's such a bad accent. I'm gonna try it anyway, just for fun. Now, I grew up with Scottish friends um, Some of our best friends and neighbors across the street ever since I was a little boy or came from Scotland and uh, That was the Rennies. So Steve and Les uh, We grew up there. So I feel like I have a little bit of license to try the bad accent um, But what the heck so we're in Air Scotland, and it's so much fun out there. Oh, that's so terrible. Where are the bins? There's so many bins to throw the rubbish in. Get the nappy on the baby. Come on now, they eat my baby. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Rebs. So that's not really how they talk, and they do not eat babies. My point is, we just got in from Ireland. We took the ferry today, uh, and man, that last week was beautiful. If you have a chance, the southern west coast of Ireland and Clare County, oh, just gorgeous and beautiful. And then we just left. We ended up booking an extra day. We spent uh, some time in this cottage in Northern Ireland, which is really cool, part of the UK. So, you know, they use pounds and miles and all that stuff. But we were up there in this this cottage overlooking uh, an acre and a half garden in the middle of this quaint little village uh, off of an old stone bridge at a river. It was beautiful. So we stayed there a couple of nights. In fact, I did a video and I'm gonna put the video up on my Facebook page. So if you're not already over there, um, just go to my my profile. You, you can go to uh, facebook.com/slash m or just search for Matt Browning. It'll be on my page and my profile. I'm gonna put up a video of us at the cottage. I think uh, you'll really like what it looks like. It's quite cool. So that'll be up there. All right, today here's what I want to talk about today. Can a customer or can a client change their stripes? An interesting thought I've been having, and I'm also going to put up photos about this so you can look and follow uh, on my Facebook and on my Instagram at Matt Browning. And I'm going to put up some photos that I ran into at uh, I don't know if, what would you call this a truck stop or a rest, tro- uh, rest stop or something. We were in Ireland, and I'm driving along, and they have these really cool, uh, really cool rest stops. Kind of, it's like a, you know you know like the pilot gas stations where they have the really big trucker stops. Well, they have these these amazing stops. It's a gas station. But inside, it's kind of like a little mini food court, you know, so they have like, you know, a bunch of restrooms and everything. And they have like rental space where they have five or six different uh, food places, a Chinese place, a Subway, a Burger King, and then a cafe and a few other places. And I thought, gosh, that's such a good idea. We don't really have that in the U.S., you know, I mean, we, uh, kind of a version, but usually, again, it's like a big pilot, right? It's 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 one company trying to own it all. And this is like a tiny, mini little mall. And it's great for the travelers because you get to do one-stop shop. You don't have to drive around to different places. You get your gas. Everybody can eat whatever they want. And then you get right back on the road. They're right off the freeway. So as I was stopping at one of these, I looked around at all these different places. And they had uh, they had one, they had a Burger King. So I look and the Burger King was probably 10, 12 people deep, you know, big line. Everybody wanted a hamburger. You're on the road in Ireland. That's what you do, I guess. Then the next door one right next to it was a place called Freshie with two eyes and looked tremendous. I think all my friends in California would love it. You know, the menu had a bunch of things with quinoa in it and uh, a lot of kale, a lot of kale and they had, you know, coconut smoothies, and they had almond milk for stuff, and they had uh, chia seeds sprinkled on these seaweed salads. I mean, it was a full-on, you know, full-on health food. Uh, I think it was vegan, if I'm not mistaken, too, but super, super healthy, looked really good, quite delicious, and it was the kind of thing that would be just all through Irvine, you know, all through the Irvine spectrum, and all these, you know, Newport Beach, everywhere, right? So, where I'm come from, we have, we have a zillion of those things, but at this truck stop, basically, or this rest stop in Ireland, it was so out of place. So I got to thinking, you know, one of uh, uh, one of my favorite people to listen to or to read or to follow, um, I would call him a mentor. I haven't spent much personal time, I spent a little bit, but through his programs and his books, tremendous dude named Keith Cunningham. I've talked about him before. And he has a new book out that you should totally get. I may have already plugged it before. I'm gonna plug it again. I'm not an affiliate, but you should just go get it. It's called The Road Less Stupid. (laughs) And it's about making less stupid mistakes in business. And one of the things Keith always talks about is the three rules in business are very simple. Step number one, three steps, three rules. Step number one, find out what your customer wants. Step number two is go get it. And step number three is give it to them. (laughs) It's pretty simple, right? But as simple as that is, how overly uh, complicated can we make that? What most entrepreneurs do is we say, what do we want to sell? Or worse, <laughs> worse, what am I deeply passionate about? What is my sole purpose on earth? And I, I tell you, like there's something to it. I love the idea of being able to connect to what you sell right, and really make that a part of you. But there's so many people right now that are, are bringing this message of, all you need to do is find your sole purpose on earth and then sell that. The problem is, I don't like you can fight me on it if you want, if you really believe in it. And I know there's a few people out there that are great salespeople and connected to their quote, sole purpose, and they're doing great. The problem to me is most of those people, what they do for a living is they teach people how to find the product of their sole purpose and like they're, they're in the coaching space. And so it, it can work for some, but so many people are not doing well at that, and one of the reasons is they're busy trying to think about what their purpose is and what they desire to bring to the table, and then they try to market that, brand that, and sell it. Keith gives tremendous, solid advice. Find out what they want. Go get it and give it to them. So as I stood in line at this place, I stood in line, or I wasn't in line yet, but I'm looking at all my options. The third place over, next to Freshie, was a Chinese buffet place. No, I'm sorry, Chinese, whatever. Chinese was there, had three people or so. You know, not a lot of Chinese desire, I guess, for Chinese food in Ireland. And the next place over was a bakery-type shop, right? They had uh, chicken and meat pies and coffees and all that kind of stuff. And that had probably seven or eight people. It was a pretty good line. So if you go back with me, you got Burger King, huge line. You got Freshie, not one Person in line. Literally, not one. The dude behind the counter was sitting around cleaning the counter and just kind of picked up his phone, texting, had nothing to do. Here's this shop. A tremendous idea. A lot went into it. The signage was beautiful. The brand was clean and green and, and healthy feeling. It was vibrant. Um, the the signage out front underneath the counter right out right out front was it almost looked like a living garden on the wall have you seen those you know the living uh, art on hotel walls sometimes of course in Irvine a hotel Irvine they have living art <laughs> on the lobby because it's Orange County it it was gorgeous and they spent a ton of money to put this place up and the ingredients aren't cheap right you know they had to get the best ingredients and they're all organic and free range everything and you know I don't know if you can have free range chia seeds but you know what I mean So I'm looking at Burger King stacked with people. I'm looking at Freshie, no one. And then I look at at the Chinese place, a couple people. And then I look at the bakery and the coffees, and there was a ton of people there. And I got to thinking, can a customer change its stripes? Rather than trying to shove down people's throats what we want to sell them, what we think they need, what's interesting, and this is my perspective I want to bring to you, because what I'm talking about so far probably just makes sense to you, but I want to bring kind of my perspective with NLP and with Spiral Dynamics. So, spirodynamics is a study of human culture as almost as a DNA code. Imagine how your DNA self replicates to create you. Well, spirodynamics is the science of cultural DNA, how cultures will replicate themselves, all with different people. Uh, so, whether it's a village culture or, um, or it's a city life culture or it's a culture of people that grew up in the Depression, you can have cultures of place, cultures of age. Uh, cultures of finance, cultures of education, all that kind of stuff. So when I think about, when I look at these different restaurants and different businesses, you know, the, the Freshie, like they are trying to sell to essentially me, right? To, But even I didn't want to buy it that day because I was on the road, I was traveling, I was on holiday. I'm like, the last thing I want is a quinoa burrito, you know, with kale chips. What I really want is something different. So I, I, I what did I have that day? I'm trying to remember. I don't think I got Burger King. But I almost would like. I never eat Burger King at home. But when I was on, you know, road tripping, I kind of either had a burger or that day I might have had the uh, one of those like sausage rolls or something, you know, because it's really good, and that's what I felt like, and apparently so did everybody else. So if you if you can't look at the the ground the the environment, you have to be able to look at, at your client's environment that they live in, and look at the industry they're in, look at who they are, where they are, how they're growing up. How they view their money. What are they wanting? And if you try to bring in your culture into their environment, it's going to fail. Like, it's just not going to work well. So, you know, Freshy is a, is a perfect example of that. You know, here, here's a, a, another interesting example, and this is um, from South Africa, which is one of the huge uh, places where Don Beck, who, who is one of the co founders of Sprout Dynamics, uh, he did a lot of work into sol- uh, South Africa when Nelson Mandela was released from prison. 27 years in prison, he comes out, and as they're trying to put the country back together, he goes over and does quite a lot of cultural consulting work with them. And one of the, the experiments the government did that failed miserably is there was a lot of people, uh, Afrikaans, they were all living in the shanty towns, you know, very, very poor, um, tin roof buildings, basically all back-to-back, not a, not great Drainage not great, sewage, um, you know, not not that sanitary. But it was these shantytown villages, and what happens though is the culture of the people who lived in the shanty towns. Also, it was a very villagey culture, right? Very almost tribal in a way, meaning that you know there was a there'd be a center to the to the town, and that would be where the community comes together, and everyone knew each other, and you spend time together. It wasn't like you know we want to live in Orange County, for instance where everyone has their own place, their own fence. Uh, if you're in houses, everyone has a fence up and you don't really know your neighbors because this is my area, leave me alone. That's your area, you get that. And hopefully we don't cross each other too much. I'm not saying everybody's meaning closed off, but you know what I mean? Like it's a very individualistic versus in South Africa, in the Afrikaan, there was a lot of uh, group culture, right? Very tribal in that way, or at least villagey. So what the government did is they put up this huge new uh, condo high-rise, four or five stories tall, and they decided to basically scholarship, and the government granted s- the condos to all these different people and families that lived in the shantytowns. Their idea was they looked from the outside in, and they said, there's this shantytown, and there's a lot of people living there, and they're living in poor conditions, so let's let's help them. We've disenfranchised them you know, over the time, so let's help them. So they g- basically gifted a condo to each one of these families, and then the people moved out uh, into the condo complexes. The challenge is individual high-rise condos bring with it a certain culture. If you bring that product, though, into the village, tribal-like culture, it broke down right away. In fact, what started happening is people would actually break wall- holes in the walls between condos. Because why would I be closed off here and you're closed off over there? Well, let's just knock the holes in so everyone can come and go as they want. Like, that's the, that's the culture. Um, within three years, unfortunately, this condo complex became its own version of a shantytown. It basically became slums. And, you know, and there was there was drugs and there was crime and, and there was all the same stuff that was going on in this particular place. It kept going on because putting a new bow around it or giving a new product to a particular culture is not going to change the culture. And if this is an interesting conversation, by the way, um, let me know. Let me know on social media, at Matt Browning, on whatever social media you use. Seriously, let me know if you like it or not. Um, Just send me a message, you know, or, or put a post on my wall or something. And let me know if you like it. If you do, we can talk more about how to sell to cultural dynamics, um, how to lead, how to engage, how to inspire, how to make change happen. I think it's a really fascinating conversation. But it just got me thinking on my vacation here, uh, when I watched zero people in line at Freshie and dozens of people in line at Burger King. I thought, wow, you're trying to bring in a product that nobody actually wants. And if that's the product you like, you know, you got to stop and think like, who's it for? Because there's nothing wrong with it. It's a great product. It's healthy a good choice. The truth is everyone there probably should have bought it. But that's not where they come from. Because this burrito with quinoa and kale was, you know, probably 12 pounds or something. And a Burger King burger was like, you know, 3 pounds. 4 pounds or something like that. Half price. A third of the price. Not as good ingredients. You could argue it. But nobody was arguing it. Because the truth is when it comes to marketplace and sales, nobody... If you have to convince your customer that they want the thing you have, you're probably selling the wrong thing or the right thing to the wrong person. So just kick that around a little bit and think to yourself, am I selling the right thing to the right person? Does a tiger change its stripes? No. Can your client change your stripes? I say no. Quit trying to sell new stripes to the old client. Instead, give the clients that, that you currently have what they want rather than where you want to take them, Or if you want to sell this new thing, this better thing, this healthy thing, you know, if you have your own version of a quinoa kale burrito, then you need to sell that to the client that wants it, right? Go after them, go after the affluent, go after the the Newport Coast people, whatever it is. But that's what you got to look at. Either take the product that nobody wants and give it to the people, the new people that want it, or... Go back to the people you have, but give them what they actually want and what they need to. We could talk about this forever. Like I said, if you like it, we can talk about it more. I'm happy to do that. As always, make sure, I hope you're having a good week. Um, I have an interview coming up this week that is going to be epic. So look for the interview dropping in a few days, and uh, you're going to like it a lot. It's with a man, a friend of mine named Sean Stewart. So shout out to Sean, uh, what a tremendous guy. He's in the transformational business, he's a coach like I am. Uh, he's also been a sales trainer, so he's done a lot of work around high-end sales, how to sell high-end tickets. He's also, this is the cool thing, is what I, uh, one of the reasons I like him so much is he's able to like sell and coach and be in this space, but he's also a recording artist, and he helps entrepreneurs to create lucrative and impactful standout businesses. So what he's been able to do is combine the thing he loves, which is he does poetry, spoken word, uh, he writes raps, he, do, he does impromptu improv rapping. Uh, you could call it that. We talk all about that and, and how to get that worked out. But he's a songwriter, as a background, a poet, a rapper. So he brings kind of a fresh approach to the transformation business, but also uh, the, the business and marketing event side. So how do you tap into your creativity how do you tap in the thing that is, is deep inside you and bring that out? So he brings that out. He was trained by Tony Robbins. He was, uh, he's been featured as an expert on NBC, on Fox, and the New York Times. And he's just tremendous at helping people, entrepreneurs, get the, their highest self-expression and then turn that into a lucrative business. So Sean will have a few tips for you as well as, um, yeah, just a really fun interview. And you get to know uh, the man, the myth, and the legend, Sean Stewart. All right, my friends, that's it for me this week. Have an awesome, awesome week. Make sure, again, if you don't mind, head to iTunes. If you, Seriously, if you've been listening and you haven't done this yet, do me a solid. Go to iTunes or your podcast app. Scroll down and find where the ratings are. Hit write a review. Leave me a rating, however many stars you want. It's your choice. Um, seriously, I don't really care. I mean, I have so many five-star reviews. If you want to do three or four, that's fine by me. If you want to do five, that's great too. And then write a review. Uh, and let me know what you think. Oh my gosh, Val's here. My son came in to say goodnight as we finished the podcast. Val, how you doing, buddy? Good. You having a good day? Yes. Nice. You want to say hi to everyone? No. Yeah. No. No. Well, if you came in, buddy, you know the rules. If you come in during the podcast recording, you got to say hi. So come say hi. Say it. Hi. Hi. Did you have a good day so far? Yes. Yes. And where are we now? Scotland. Are you ready to go see Loch Ness tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> That is the sound of a seven-year-old ready to see the Loch Ness. Do you think you'll see Loch Ness Monster? Do you think we'll see the Loch Ness Monster? You don't know? I hope I we do. Real not real. You don't know if it's real or not real? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's real. All right. Well, anyway, that that's Matt and Val. We're signing off, and we will uh, we'll come back at you and see you in a few days for the next episode. Have an awesome week, and wish us luck finding Nessie.